here in the Superflex City Commissioner's Office. It's our uh, subcommittee meeting, our development com- subcommittee. I, I might be going a little too far with that, Russ. You can I never might... go too far. <laughs> like I, it, sometimes it feels like I'm I'm just like trying to come up with these like really, really deep, really thought provoking you know, titles and, and for these podcasts and, and what people really want is just something, I don't know, just, just something really intense, like well, fantasy to- face punch or something. <laughs> fantasy face. Oh man, let's start that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no. So like, you got to just take advantage of the law of averages, say enough stupid things. And sooner or later, one of them is going to be good. Yeah, like that. That's like my career. That's my life in general. Law of averages. <laughs> Do enough things, and sooner or later, something will be good eventually. <laughs> yeah, that's it, that. At the very least, that's my love life and in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my career. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, at least we know uh, the love life worked out. She said, "Yeah." So yeah, yeah. Law of averages. Someone's <laughs> going to <laughs> numbers game, baby. Numbers game. Yeah, ask enough of them. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So back to some commissioner stuff with you, though. Uh. By the way, Dynasty Outhouse. If you missed the last one, um, we uh we're kind of doing a mini series here for the uh, Superflex City Commissioner's Office, and uh. It, I had to bring in one of the best to help me out with this dynasty outhouse commissioner of the trade addicts leagues, the cartoon do gooders leagues. And then uh sounds like just some leagues that he doesn't really want to commission, but he's just too good at it. So he's got to do it. Or people he's ask gonna... me and I feel too bad saying no. And... <laughs> yeah, there you either go. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it, it happens again. Law of averages. Somebody, somebody just asks enough. They're going to find Russ. We can't <laughs> say no. <laughs> so last time we, we, we just, we've been talking about essentially starting a new league. You know, it, it, this is, this has kind of been this uh, Superflex city commissioner's office podcast has been kind of a, a two headed monster a little bit on one side, you know, where we've been talking about, you know, it, you're, you're, in your league now maybe you're the commissioner maybe you're not like either way like these are kind of some ideas these are ways to improve what you're doing um you know here's here's kind of some some potential answers to uh you know questions that people have and and issues that people run into on but on the other side there's i mean i've never commissioned a league what the how you know where do i start what do i need to know and uh, that's kind of what you and I have embarked on here, oh, yeah. Outhouse, is to, you know, to 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 kind of lay the groundwork for just just you know putting this league together, and and setting commissioners up for some some success. Oh, yeah, it's it's nice and like honestly, I've been listening to podcasts even before I started actually playing Dynasty, so it's been. I forgot how long I've been playing Dynasty for. It's like maybe like five-ish years, which means I've been listening to podcasts for about six years. And there's there's a couple of commission pods, like there's Commission Possible, which you should be listening to even if you don't run a league. Yeah. Because there's just so many good ideas for everything. But it's not super often, or at least recently, there hasn't been an in-depth 
this is what you should do if you want to start a league in order. This is how you should do it. This is how you should think about it kind of thing. Because mm -hmm. I know when I first decided to run a league, I made everything up as I was going along. And that league died after two years just because it was like, <laughs> oh, crap, we forgot about this. Oh, crap, we didn't. Let's just trash it and start over, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and you kind of want to avoid that because you're always going to have someone pissed off because they built a baller team and, you know. Yeah, it was me. Uh, but <laughs> like, so, so I, like, I remember, I don't remember what we were doing when we thought of this. And I'm like, I think we need to do this. Like, like yeah. again, like, I'm like, my, my leagues, I don't, again, they're, they're nothing special. So there isn't that much that goes into them. So it's easy to run eight of them. But I didn't magically be able to run eight leagues smoothly with a good set of rules that we don't find the things breaking every once in a while. And if someone before I started making leagues was like, here, here's like the framework of a house. Just, you know, pick the curtains and you're done. <laughs> you know, like life would have been so much easier and I would have a lot less pissed off people. So the second, I don't remember, again, I don't remember how we got here, but I'm very mm -hmm. glad we did. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a super important topic that it, it does. It gets, it gets missed a little bit, you know, we, in, you know, again, like this has kind of been that two headed monster. And I think that that other, that other side is, is equally important, you know, for those who are already running leagues. And then, you know, you, you run into those problems. Like we, we talk all the time about no vetoes. Well, okay. What the hell happens though, when something comes up where, I mean, that, that trade really needed to be vetoed. But, you know, we always say no vetoes. So, you know, there's there's kind of that that there's like a, a the the next level stuff um, that you need to get to. But, you know, you, you you don't get to high school without going to kindergarten <laughs> <laughs> and and everybody needs kindergarten. You know, you, you I mean, uh, I, I, I'm sure that there are people out there who who have just kind of figured it out as they go. But, yeah. you know, it it it's it, it's a lot easier to have somebody just kind of just kind of lay it out start at the beginning and just kind of lay it out there so yeah um, you know i think that this is a super useful uh mini series that we've got going here every and, time you say the word super i want to just like other word flex <laughs> yeah. this is a super flex idea that we should keep doing I wish that my mind worked that way that like I could just, it, it, I mean, it would almost be like speaking pig Latin though. <laughs> just to, like <laughs> Attach the word flex to every time I say super. All right. So geez, I'll, I'll try and do that. I'll try and remember that. I'll just under my bed, I'll go flex. I, <laughs> that's perfect. That's, you that's how we'll so annoyed, but I don't care. I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, so yeah, if you didn't catch the last last episode, I mean, I would actually say go back and check that one out because, you know, we kind of started with the creation of the league, mm -hmm. you know, league size, uh, you know, league bylaws. Um, I'm just gonna tease this. I'm not gonna, but the three things that should go into your into your dynasty league bylaws, uh, you know, the the only three must. Like we, you know, we laid that out. We, uh, we talked about, uh, again, you know, we talked about roster sizes and, you know, the best way to kind of drive activity as far as trades versus waivers. So there's a lot of important stuff there. And I think that we're just kind of going to build on it as we go. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would definitely start start there. Start at the beginning and just kind of, um, you know, just just kind of follow along. But, you know, the other thing that I think is important to say, and I don't know how much I certainly didn't say it. I'm, I know that you mentioned it briefly um, once or twice on the first episode. But, like, I think that this part needs to be said, too, is that we're we're not the we're not the authorities on your league mm-hmm. you know we we certainly have you know some some thoughts as far as we talked about the sweet spot yep i was about to know. throw that line out there if you didn't yeah yeah we that a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and and you know i i think that we we kind of dance around that quite a bit but the sweet spot isn't necessarily where you have to be like it's it's kind of the it's i it's like the optimal place to be i guess but you know they're they're it, do what you want to do you know oh, yeah they're, everyone's they're, at the top of the bell curve it's boring i mean well if everyone's at the top of the bell curve it's just a straight line right there's no curve right. so yeah if you want crazy scoring go for it if you <laughs> want you know 83 man rosters you're going to i don't know if you can do a 12 team 83 man roster with the MFL database, but go for it if that's what you want. We're just yeah. trying to give you the best ideas to not even the best ideas. We're trying to give you reasons why you would want to go another way or reasons why we think you wouldn't want to go a certain way. Yeah. So by no means are we saying this is what your league should be unless it's two tight ends, because again, never. <laughs> and unless it's weeks, I don't think I said this last time, at least unless it's week 17 playoffs. No, just yeah, don't do that one. It's just, but you can. <laughs> no, no, you you can't, John. <laughs> so, so I we I just did uh, uh I just did an episode with Jake the Snake Vines, uh, j- that just came out a few days ago, and um, I actually pointed out I like I found a league one a league that I'm in, and actually probably my longest running league. It's a redraft league, but. Like I found the one league where you have to have vetoes. Like that's how that's how extreme this is. That's that's where we're saying like you know this this stuff you don't you don't have to do it this way. Um, I, I tend to agree on two tight ends and certainly on week seventeen. Yeah. Week seventeen is a is a is a Charlie Fox trot. You don't want to you don't want to deal with that, but some people might. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, even vetoes, even when we say we're saying no vetoes, it's like, eh, but there are leagues where vetoes are, you know, it's redraft it's, is different. Redraft is absolutely different. I'm talking sure. dynasty and never veto that that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to that in the trading episode because we know I'll have a lot to say in that episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be there before you know it. But. Right now, we're still kind of working on building this league mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, finding the sweet spot on on certain things. So, like I said, last week or last, you know, last episode, we talked about uh, league size, roster size, and then, you know, just just drafting your bylaws. Well, so, you know, now at this point, you've got your league put together. You've got all your your general managers. Uh, you've got your bylaws written, at least those three bullet points. And now it's kind of time to talk about, you know, the you, you get past, like you said, you know, kind of the 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 base, the frame of this house. And now you start 
starting to put up some of the walls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to me, that's that, you know, that's the starting lineups. That's kind of the big theme. Now you've got the roster and how much of that roster goes into your starting lineups and what's kind of the mix, you know? So mm-hmm. I like, I think that's a, that's going to be the place to start here. And again, this is not what you have to do. This is just going to be kind of a preferential thing. Um, but you know, it, it's also kind of based on some experience, mm-hmm. uh, as far as, you know, what, what kind of maximizes league activity, um, what minimizes luck, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stuff like that. So, uh, I, I mean, let's just start with the very, very basic question here. What for you is the preferred number of starting players? Well, we have to start with it, it'll be different for different sizes of leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, the less teams you have, the more starting positions I want. Uh, and this is because it's me. It's someone who's been playing fantasy football for 20 years. If you're new, completely like new to fantasy, and if you want to do an eight-team league where you start one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end and call it a day, cool, that's fine. But are you really going to do that with a bunch of people that have been playing fantasy for 20 years? Like, you're going to have so much knowledge sitting on your bench. It's just, uh, it's not fun. Again, at least to me, um, my normal uh the trade addicts leagues which is again they're super vanilla in in their setup so 12 teams 10 starters 10 starters to me is super uh, to me that's the sweet spot let's just keep using it i was trying to find something else to try <laughs> like maybe that'll just be our tagline for this series will be uh commission office the sweet spot the sweet spot commission office or something um there we go that's see that's a lot more just like catchy then yeah but if you just see a a podcast titled the sweet spot you are not going to know what you're getting into when you hopefully (laughs) hit that play button so you still have to call like the dynasty sweet spot or something there you go uh but yeah so 10 really is my kind of minimum i was in a league that was 12 teams but only started nine and i hated it um i left it this year um i just i couldn't stand the players that i had on my bench it's like why we play super flex mm-hmm. it's dumb to have a bench full of very good high scoring quarterbacks but even still there's there's more than 12 good scoring quarterbacks and these days especially with how much passing there is in the league there are just so many wide receivers worth starting and we're not quite into positional minimums or maximums of starting it we're just really at the amount um, so I will say if you're 12 teams, I want at least 10. I have one that's 11 and I love it even more because again, I am a degenerate. I spend all day on Twitter when I should be working. <laughs> I, you know, I'm sort of on lunch and we're sitting here recording and I'm going to have to go back up to work pretty soon. But I just, I want to be able to take advantage of the knowledge I have. So I want to be able to have starting lineups deep enough where, me knowing something that someone else may not would work to my advantage. So I want to go a little deeper. I want to have, I hate, again, I hate having to make decisions, but <laughs> I want to be able to, I guess, make the choice of who I think, like I love 
setting that last lineup spot to be like who has some ridiculous ceiling where maybe it won't kill you if the dude scores three but you're going to win your week if he scores 23 like one of those things so i love at least 10 i love 11 uh i do have one league that is 10 teams but we start 12 and that again that again is a lot of fun because you want at least percentage wise <laughs> the same players to be starting because you drop two teams, but you'll still have the total amount of starters amongst all of the teams be about the same because you're starting the extra two per team anyway. Mm-hmm. So like that, that's kind of the way I think about it. I want, depending on who you have playing, I want that last lineup, that last spot in your lineup to be an advantage to be a choice to like to not be obvious for everyone you know maybe you have a baller team where you know exactly who your 10 or 11 players are in which case good for you you just built a great team but you know (laughs) most of the times you're making a bit of a decision and it the more research you do the more it is to your advantage who you put in that last but like that that's what i love i don't like it being super obvious but i like it to be not let me just throw a dart at my roster whoever isn't starting and pick that guy because what's the difference who the hell knows when you get to that point maybe just step back one spot (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah so 12 team 10 is nice and easy 11 makes it fun so two quick observations uh first of all i i think that kind of plays into your where you're saying no to tight end leagues Mm -hmm. because i mean that second tight end is is literally you know, for worthless, pretty much everyone, it's 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 that dart throw. It's the uh, who the hell cares? Like yep. everybody's just looking for a tight end who, you know, accidentally scores a touchdown. So yeah, I've, even this year, the outside the top four tight yeah. ends every week was just a random dude who caught two passes for four yards and a touchdown. Yep, I, exactly. Yeah, but we're not going to get into that because then we'll, <laughs> I'll I'll definitely miss the call I have at two o'clock. So. Yeah. Um, Second observation, though, is I I think that this also kind of plays into, um, you know, your your uh, like your 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 trade based strategies uh, in Dynasty (laughs) because kind of what I mean what this is essentially saying is you know that the you your weak link is in your lineup is always going to be a position. You know, it's it, there's always going to be room for an upgrade, mm-hmm. and so you know, again, this is you know back to we talked about this with roster sizes, but you know, lineup size is the exact same kind of concept where you can really kind of drive trade activity by making people make tough decisions at the very least with that last flex spot, you know. Um, and in fact, like to me, you want that to be a flex spot. You don't want people trying to make tough decisions at, you know, at wide receiver, for instance. Um, you're, you're less likely to get them trading in order to upgrade that position. Well, let's you, let's first let you're you're getting ahead of us. That that's the next dot on our bullet point list. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So why don't you give us how you feel about number of starting players? Um, and, and it, it's, it's kind of a tough one. It's not one that I've, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think I've found the sweet spot. I think that you're probably right. It's somewhere right around 10, generally speaking. What I will say is I think that it depends a little bit on overall roster size. Uh, that's kind of what I'm hearing. 
And um, it's it's counterintuitive because I think that the 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 smaller your overall roster is, the bigger you want your starting lineup to be. You know, that's that's and I mean that's kind of uh, just because. You know, I, I, again, I, you know, I think that the the room for for upgrading through trading is, you know, it's always going to be. It's either at the end of your lineup or at the end of your bench, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to trying to think of how to how to frame this exactly, but it, like, it, I mean, it's it just sounds to me like, you know, if you've got plenty of options on your bench. You know you're gonna be you. You've got you're gonna have an easier time filling that. Well, I mean that's not always the case um, because if you do have 12 teams and you are starting 11 people and you have 28 roster spots on a team, mm-hmm. that bottom tier of that last spot for every single team is going to be the same. That's that's the bigger problem. It's the fact that you're going to have five guys that have the same average outlook. Yeah. And you're going to have to pick the right one. That like to me that's what it's that's what that last spot's about because true on 32 man rosters in the trade addicts leagues I have 5 to 10 guys that just are never going to crack my lineup that season. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a couple of rookies, a couple of dart throws, a couple of wide receivers that you're waiting for their third year break for the wait for their Corey Davis fourth or their Devonte Parker fifth year breakout. You know, Keyshawn Johnson, it's going to happen. I'm telling you um, <laughs> <laughs> any day now, <laughs> any day now. Uh, so uh, that that to me is the bigger part. Like to, if you have the smaller rosters and the bigger starting lineups you're making it a little easier because you have less to choose from. But when you are, you have this roster and any dude can score eight points kind of easily, really. But one dude is probably his ceiling is that eight points and his floor is that eight points. Like, okay, I I want eight points. I'm going to put this guy in. Well, this guy can probably give me a floor of like four or five, but can give me a ceiling of 13 to 15. Do I want that instead? Like, there's and the thing is it's not just two guys it's like six <laughs> yeah so, so that i mean that's the part i like about it it's well i know nine out of the ten guys i'm gonna start almost every single week there's one spot that's gonna make me think about what the hell do i do and that spot absolutely makes or breaks weeks some weeks and when you make the wrong choice that sucks but that's why we set lineups i mean if it was a no-brainer every single week just play best ball right which yeah, exactly. I'm not against. Don't get me wrong. I have a couple of best ball leagues and I love, I'm terrible at setting lineups, so I love them. But that is not what we're trying to do here. <laughs> yeah. Also, you were talking about Keyshawn Johnson from the Arizona Cardinals. That's where I got lost. I thought you were talking about the, you know, the the Hall of Fame Keyshawn Johnson with the no, 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 no. Jets, Bucks, Cowboys. I, like, that's the one. I was, He's coming back. Like, we're still waiting for the breakout. <laughs> He's coming out of the booth. <laughs> uh, man, that and that actually threw me off from the entire conversation. That that does not feel good. I was talking um, to the, I was talking to the listeners anyway. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Naturally, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I, and I guess my thing is, 
you know, that you, you're going to have just, you know, we, we talk about tier breaks in, you know, in ADP in rankings. Um, I, I mean, to me, like there's a total, total side note, you know, almost like a separate episode type of rant, um, that doesn't even belong in the commissioner's office, but I don't like rankings. <laughs> I don't, I do them, but I don't like them. I don't I think do. they're all that useful. I think that tiers are a lot more useful. Yeah. Um, I love the argument uh, last yeah. year. It's like, who do you have at QB1, Mahomes or Lamar? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? They're both, <laughs> both awesome. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it, that's that's really kind of it. But, um, you know, so I, I and I think in terms a lot of tears, like that's that's kind of why this this applies and was actually worth throwing in here is because. You know, when I when I look at any group of players, any like pool of players, regardless of its, you know, the overall universe of players or a certain position or my own roster, I kind of think in terms of tiers. Mm -hmm. And I think that as a commissioner, you really want you, you what you would like to see is for the tier break for most rosters to be somewhere on their bench rather mm -hmm. than in their lineup. Like that's, that's my personal opinion. And, and, you know, I think that if you, like, if you, uh, you know, we talked about 22 team leagues, um, <laughs> it, it, which I know that you're not a fan. Uh, you kind of got me to come around on the idea that, you know, that generally speaking, they need to be a little bit more robust than that. Um, but you know, if, if if just for argument's sake, let's say somebody did say, you know, I I, I like John's point that waivers are going to be more fertile if you've got, you know, twenty two players on your mm -hmm. on your roster. So if you if you go with just a ten team, you know, starting lineup, your 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 tier break is going to be basically at the end of your your lineup, like in between your lineup and your bench there's just going to be this huge difference between your lineup and your bench. And it's kind of what you're talking about where, you know, you're just going to have, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to have any decisions to make in your starting lineup. And, you know, it, all of your improvements are going to be made to your bench. Um, but they're, you know, you're not really going to have somebody worthy of cracking your starting lineup, um, at least in theory. So, yeah. You know, I mean, I, there's always injuries. There's always things, and well, if that happened you know, this year, oh man, like you know, <laughs> there was no such thing as a solid starting lineup this year. Right. <laughs> uh, but the reason, again, because I am who I am, the reason I also like that deep of a a starting lineup is the problem with we start nine. I have these nine guys. It's really hard to trade starting players at that point mm -hmm. because everyone's looking to condense. Everyone wants to send out two and get one. Yeah. So it's impossible to do the other way around unless there's an injury. You know, so again, Dude. if that's that's how I like my fantasy football. So that's how I like my leagues because I like the ability to trade. I like more abilities, to, more opportunities to trade. So when you have to start, I'm in a 16 team where you start 12. You can't, it's really hard to ask to do a, to send one player for two because everyone needs that depth. So yeah. trades that are a little harder to pull off and you have to do more work more in. So it's to me that that's more challenging. That's more fun 
but it's literally impossible to get a trade if you don't have a lot of starting lineup spots. Yeah. That's kind of what I was driving at, but uh, you said it a lot more eloquently. So I just uh, use a lot more words. That's really what I do. Again, law of averages, use a lot of them, and sooner or later, you'll be able to puzzle something together that sounds either good or at least makes sense. <laughs> it also, yeah, that's the big thing, though. It helps when your words make some sense. I was not getting there. I don't know <laughs> if my, like my coffee just hasn't kicked in enough yet or what. Um, let's, uh, so, so, uh, yeah, I mean, if we were going to put a percentage to it, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, a third of your roster, uh, like between a third yeah. and a half of your roster should be in the starting lineup, probably. Yeah, okay. Cause if you think about it, you have about a 30 man roster and you have 10 starters. So yeah. I, I'm pretty much down with that it probably should be a little less than that because 30 is large rosters for most people mm -hmm. so if you do like maybe 25 percent, like you know 25 man roster 10 starters kind of thing yeah yeah there you go yes yeah, so, so again somewhere in the neighborhood of you know a third yeah. yeah um yeah yeah 25 percent, something like that okay anyways uh it, it, as far as the makeup of that lineup, though, this is this is another thing. And, and you know, I think that there's just kind of a template out there. There's just kind of a, a default that a lot of people have. It's from all those redraft leagues. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. it, essentially, what we did is we turned those, uh, you know, we we turned kicker and defense into just two flex spots. Yep. <laughs> we, we managed to get rid of the, the kicker and defense. But that's all the that's all the thinking the critical thinking that you're gonna get. From One quarterback, that. two running backs, three wide receivers, and a tight end. Yep. Or, two flex spots. or yeah, or two wide receivers and an extra flex. Either way, yeah. And then you know the one tight end position, and then here in Superflex City, we're just assuming that there's also a super flex spot. So yeah, it, you know it's it it's it's good. Is it optimal? Nope. No. Again, depending on what you want, <laughs> like that's, that's what it's always going to come back to. And I'm always so afraid of excluding somebody that I always feel the need to say that phrase out loud. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I hate that. Uh, it, I, I hate limiting. That's really what it comes down to. I, I think I brought this up a little bit at last episode. Man, we rambled about so many things last episode that we kind of touched on everything. Yeah. Uh, but we don't like running backs. I, we will say that all day, every day. Correct. Having to start two, having having to start two, painful. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate having to start two running backs because I usually don't have two good running backs on my team, and or, it, it, and I kind of run into. Sorry to interrupt you, but okay. uh, like I, it, it kind of is a is it's a double edged sword for me, and and I think a trade addict six when I think about this because, like in in most of my leagues, I run into one of these two problems. Most leagues, it's I, I I didn't prioritize running back, and now, it, like I can't come up with two good ones to start. Kind of like you're saying, but in trade addict six, I, uh, you know, I I had I felt good about the rest of my roster, so I built up that running back depth, mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden it became, I've got you know in a given week I've got seven startable running backs, and I'd love to get every single one of them in because. 
on a weekly basis, we know that running backs, you know, generally have give you the highest floor and or a higher floor and a higher ceiling than most wide receivers. Um, but you know, it's, it's the, our problem is on a yearly basis. Yeah. I mean, you just have no idea who's actually going to be there for you. So it's kind of one or the other. Sometimes I've got, I've got all the running backs in the world and, and I don't have enough space in my lineup for them. Yeah. Uh, my, again, everything comes back to trading for me. Um, so (laughs) Like when you're you're forced to do two running backs, three wide receivers, it it limits what you can do because you know you have six running backs, I have six wide receivers. We're sort of forced to trade running back for wide receiver. Like mm-hmm. there's, but if we have trade addicts leagues where you're only forced to start one of each position and the rest are flex, you can trade whatever the hell you want as long as you have that one running back. Like because the problem is. When you're start, you're forced to start two running backs or three wide receivers. You can't just have two running backs or three wide receivers. There's such thing as bye weeks. There's such things as injuries. And again, this year there was COVID. So if I have, I'm super strong at wide receiver. Half the league probably has two good running backs and one okay one. I'm going to have to insanely overpay for one of those running backs if I want them because they're going to be like, well, I'm already set at wide receiver and I, if I get rid of this running back, I'm going to be kind of screwed. So you're going to have to give me a little bit more, which don't get me wrong. They're right. I would do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And will that should that work? No, because <laughs> you, you shouldn't pay outside over the value of what something is. The value to someone's team, you're not paying the value, the player's value to their team. You're playing, you should be paying that just that player's value. That's a conversation for a completely different story. But, you know, let's say you're you're a really good team and you just lost a running back and now you're like, crap, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. You're probably going to have to go out and overpay because you're forced to start someone. Yeah. But again, if you only have to start one person at a position, I can start six wide receivers. And if my one running back does get hurt, it's much easier to buy a startable level running back instead of having to find someone from a smaller pool of players because people can't part with them because they're not going to hurt their team for that. Yeah. So what's the argument for even having one, you know, forcing people to start one at every position as opposed to all flex? I don't know. (laughs) it's to have some semblance of order i guess uh it's to make it so you can't let me try and find a way to actually say this stuff out loud and not just in my head hold on i have to cough now <laughs> excuse me um i guess it's a way to a little way to force people to make a move if they have to uh if you can do anything you want you're less likely to have trade is really what it comes down to. You know, mm-hmm. I've made many moves because I have to start one running back and I really usually only have one good running back on my team. But then Austin Eckler tears his ACL, you know, at some point and I'm just like, oh, well, damn, now I have to go do something. And when I have eight good wide receivers on my team and can start them, someone it doesn't else, someone else doesn't have all of those good players. So it's easier to mix and match and make players trades at different positions to move around. And it just, it 
I forgot we were talking about, you know, one start versus no start. I was going back to the argument against uh, <laughs> two and three. Uh, honestly, there isn't. I mean, yeah. if someone said we don't have, we don't make you start a tight end. It's just an extra flex spot. At this point, I get it. Because if you were not forced to start, start a tight end, would you start anyone that wasn't like Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews, um, Waller? Waller. Um, like that's, I think Tanyan probably would at this point. Yeah. That's but yeah, happened. I mean, to your point, Lo- I, Logan Thomas, I think would have, but now yeah. we made it into, like, I'm never going to start John U. Smith or Irv Smith or yeah. anyone else with the last name Smith, I guess. I, I always put those two together and I keep forgetting that they have the same last name, <laughs> but like, I mean, like even like Dallas Goddard, if I didn't have to start him, I wouldn't, but there's still randomly, he can go off for 20 points. Yeah. Uh, Again, it's an extra forcing to start one position. It's a way to make people sort of stick to a mold, but still be able to do it in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying, "Here's ten flexes. Do whatever you want." Yeah, as long you know, t- with two of them being super flex positions, because you are not letting someone start ten quarterbacks. <laughs> that just wouldn't be fair. Um, but I guess the only I I'm trying to think of that like if I have a legit argument against it, and I don't think I do. Yeah, I don't. I I honestly don't think that there's really. I mean, in in here's the thing. I mean, where you can where you can really make you know a difference in terms of you know your starting requirements is with the scoring. You know, all of a sudden, like, yeah. you know, with it, like you've got a 1.75 tight end premium in trade addicts, you know. So even if you didn't require a starting tight end, I think that you would still see a lot more tight ends being rostered and probably even started just because of that premium. Yeah, but I definitely don't you think know? every team would start a tight end every week. No, definitely not. Um, I, I think that they would be they would be more viable, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think that they would start you know, fairly, they, they wouldn't start frequently. And, and like, at the end of the day, I don't think that it matters, you know, which, which way you go with that. So trade addicts requires one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end, mm-hmm. um, super flex, super show vampire league is all flex two super flex. And then, uh, eight flex spots, which I greatly appreciated because as a vampire team, it was impossible to get a running back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the big thing. I mean for a for a vampire in a point for carry league. Yeah. 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 You have for for the vampire, you have to be able to, you know, build it out of whatever is available. Yeah. So yeah, you you couldn't really have like running back would have been really hard yeah. um in year one. Uh we allowed for the for the vampire to get one quarterback in the startup, but I mean you know, by the time 11 other teams draft their full roster, there was pretty much nothing startable at running back. So Frank or baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boston Scott ended up being a monster for us, but you know, until he came along, it was, it was a mess. Um, so, you know, the, like, I, I think that there are arguments for both of them. I don't think that there's a right or a wrong answer, you know, to be totally honest, I just think that those are both viable options for people. Um, 
you know, we talked about this last time, but you know, the, the main goal is to, to give, uh, the, you know, the, the managers in your league as much autonomy as possible, you know, make them think as much as possible, make them act as much as possible and give them the options, uh, to go along with that. And I, I honestly think, you know, it's kind of six of one half dozen of the other, as far mm -hmm. as, you know, if you go, if you go one or none, in uh starting requirements it's 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 yeah. really kind of the same thing it's just you know they they it just kind of shifts their their focus yeah. slightly <laughs> yeah it, it's just yeah because chances are if you have zero requirements chances are maybe not tight ends but wide receiver running back and quarterback people are going to probably start one of each mm -hmm. i mean it's just kind of the way it is like just a, we're built that way because that's if you've been playing for more than two, three years, you're just so used to it. But also, even though we hate running backs, we still usually find one good running back that, even though we probably didn't pay a lot for him at the time, we, we still find one that's worth starting every single week. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, th uh, nothing, absolutely zero argument against the no no minimum requirement. Okay, so here's one that I do wonder if there is an argument. Is there an argument at this point? I we we've got this on our on our list of topics, <laughs> um, but I I have a feeling this is going to be a quick one word answer. Is there an argument for one quarterback leagues at this point? Nope. Okay, that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> in Superflex City, by the way. No, the only. The only way I can I can't get behind one quarterback, but mm -mm. the scoring would have to be so complex it wouldn't be fun. Let yeah. me put let me just say it like that. Like I'm in a Bosch league, which thankfully is best ball, but it's one quarterback and it's you could never look at you could never watch a game and know what your quarterback scored. <laughs> like it's <laughs> points for completion, lose points for incompletions. Um after a certain amount of yards, you get more. The more touchdowns you score, the more points you get. The more interceptions you throw, the, the more points you lose. It's just like, I'll take your word for it. That was my guy score. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and to me, that loses a little bit of the fun. But like, it, that's what it has to be for me to ever be okay with one quarterback. It just it needs to be so ridiculously complex that it matters that you have a top 12. And the guys outside of the top 12 are bad. Mm-hmm. That that's the and honestly, at that point, again, it sort of loses a bit of the fun. So I'm gonna say ninety-nine percent no, just super flex all the time. Yeah. So uh, you know, just to just to flesh that out a little bit before we move on. Like I do think that this is important. Which one of us is is you know is going to uh, you're you're more eloquent than I am today. Um, mm -hmm. but I you know, I've I've I, I have thought about this a lot. I've even written articles. I don't like to write, but I've written about this. Uh, you know, so here we are saying, you know, super flex over one quarterback. That's one of the, the you know, lesser negotiable settings mm -hmm. uh, in our minds. Uh, why is that? Like who, can, can we explain to people, you know, why? why Superflex is, you know, it, it is so much, you know, more preferable. Okay, I could try this. Well, okay. first and foremost, quarterback is 
exciting. Quarterback is important. Quarterbacks score points. Uh, even in your one quarterback leagues and in your super flex leagues, if you just go to your player stats page and all you do is sort by most points for the season, at least half to three quarters of the top 30 are going to be quarterbacks. And if, what's the point of having 18 top scorers when you only have to start 12 like you're gonna have six guys who scored more than the wide receiver six that'll never see a starting lineup except for a bye week I, that's i mean that's the basis that's an easy enough argument for me like yeah we're missing out on something mm-hmm. and clearly there's a limit to how many teams in a league you can have before you do two quarterback because there's only so many starting quarterbacks so that's why i, I love the i i remember i First saw the idea of Superflux, I'm like, whoa, maybe that's too much. And then I thought about it, I'm like, no, that makes perfect sense, especially because you're not forced to start a quarterback there. You're mm-hmm. better off doing it, but that's an argument for another day. Well, it's not really an argument. The answer is yes. Um, but <laughs> You just are. Yeah, but it, it's something that is an advantage if you want it. You don't have to do it, but it, A, gives quarterbacks trade value in the first place because in a one quarterback league quarterbacks besides Patrick Mahomes are worth zero unless it's a point per carry league in which case like you know Lamar and Kyler get boosted a little bit but in your vanilla league you can't trade quarterbacks for anything like what I had a one quarterback league where I had Mahomes Watson and Rodgers Mm -hmm. what am what am I supposed to do with that (laughs) like besides count your money well i guess i won that league twice in a row and left um but (laughs) like okay i'll trade you aaron Rodgers for give me a wide receiver i mean i'll give you curtis samuel right crap yeah (laughs) i I saw in 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 my one of my home leagues that i'm not in anymore there was one one quarterback um russell wilson was traded for two third round rookie picks oh i just got like heartburn (laughs) i know right and and i mean that's that's it's bad, of course, but it's not horrible. In I wouldn't give a first for a quarterback. I mean, I'm no, fine starting. Yeah. You know, Matt Ryan and Daniel Jones was the the last one quarterback league I did was two years ago, and those were my those were my starting quarterbacks, and I was completely fine with it. I had zero problem just swapping between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's and again, like I just like the two a complete opposite. You could be like you're sitting there with these three. You know, three of the top five quarterbacks scoring wise, but you could also be, you know, streaming between four, three or four quarterbacks because there's enough starting quarterbacks for you to have that many on your team and it not be a problem. And I mean, I think if anything, living the stream with JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter have taught us you don't need those top three, five scoring quarterbacks to put together a season of a top six scorer. Like yeah. that's, that seems to be their average of streaming quarterbacks to get top six. And that's not including years like last year where I picked up Lamar. This is a redraft. I picked up Lamar Jackson after week one. Mm-hmm. Like he was on the waiver wire. I, again, yeah. that was 10 team, one quarterback. So it's completely different, but like, and if you can pick up that quarterback off of waivers and they're always there, there's yeah. kind of no reason to trade. Yeah, and exactly. Again, what what and we're th- kind of working towards here is is the need to trade, the need to be active, and the need th- to be able to better your team at any given point. 
Yeah. And, and the bottom line for me, even if you don't mythologize quarterback, um, that's the, you know, you don't have to, some people actually don't, I don't get it, but they don't. Yeah. But if you you don't, even if you don't mythologize the quarterback position as a whole in, in a one quarterback league, essentially the assets with value are, you know, it's, it's running backs, it's wide receivers and it's early draft picks. Because, you know, even your rookie draft picks don't have as much value because now the quarterback position isn't worthless. Yeah. Yeah. So by adding that super flex position, you take the quarterbacks out of uh, off of waivers, take them out of circulation. You give more value to the rookie picks. Mm -hmm. And now you've got another position that you can trade, you know, on the same playing field as running backs and wide receivers. You add in a tight end premium and now the tight ends have that same value and now you're up to five different assets that have significant value all of them can be moved around at the same you know for they they at the same you know roughly the same exchange rate yeah so, but let, let's i mean let's let's go away from the abstract and go into the specific uh mm-hmm. this coming rookie class yeah, there is a chance there are five quarterbacks being drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. Yep. Will it? Uh, probably not. But still, within the first 50 picks, yes. Which means there could be five quarterbacks drafted in the first round of a Superflex rookie draft. Mm-hmm. Imagine, like, just think of the difference right there of yeah. what the 112 is in a Superflex league versus what the 112 is in a one quarterback league. Yeah. And then let's go, you brought up tight end premium. Like, Kyle Pitts works his way up close to the first round in a tight end premium league, especially 1.75. Yeah. And there's a couple of guys that might sneak into the back of the second also. So Mm -hmm. the more you put value on as many positions as you can, the more it makes everything else valuable. Yeah, exactly. I mean, by leveling up, what is it? Rising tides, raise all ships or something like that. (laughs) Right. Like by making everything one like making things valuable makes everything valuable and makes everything interchangeable is the wrong word but the ability to mush things around i lost lost my eloquent speech right there (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i mean just kind of view your league as is like an economy and all these different yeah all these different commodities you want to have you want them to have this same value so that you can exchange them like i said kind of at the same basic exchange rate um i mean we could spend a ton of time on that one i know i only have like five left yeah let's set up these last two bullet points and starting lineups and we'll get to ir and taxi next time yeah exactly yeah we'll save those for next time um so uh, to to and these are these are less to me this is less startup and this is more you know, while we're talking about lineups, like I mean, let's hit on these two issues that you're building have. your bylaws right now. And this yeah. will help, this will help you do that. Yeah. And this is something that you're going to run into at some point anyways. So let's, let's just get out in front of it. Yep. First of all, lineup rollover. And this is something that I saw talked about quite a bit on Twitter. I've got some leaks that do some leaks that don't. And essentially what lineup rollover is you set your lineup in week one, that lineup is set again in week two and without you touching it. Um, and you know, and, and so on, like it, it just stays that way. So you don't, you, you, you won't get a zero 
even if you don't touch your lineup again until bye week start. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, then you get starting uh, single player zeros. Yeah. 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 You'll, but you'll still get points. You know, yeah, you just won't, sure. you won't have your, you know, you won't be, you don't have to set your lineup essentially. Where do you stand on this? Well, I think this was a big argument on Fantasy Timeline with Super Duplex, right? I, I think it that, sounds right. Yeah. I think that's where this first came up. And I remember like, what? I've never really thought about this before. I mean, <laughs> first of all, I set my lineups every week, regardless if they carry over or not. Uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want. If you want to force your guys to go in, your people, sorry, to go into the league and set their lineup just to make sure they're active, to make sure that they're paying attention. Cool. Mm -hmm. If you want to be understanding and that I have two kids that are a giant pain in the ass where sometimes Sunday mornings are a little hectic. Cool. Let the, let the lineups roll over. I, to me, there's, I, I don't understand why there would be a hard stance on this, mm -hmm. except if you have crappy people in your league that will stop paying attention, but have good teams and they'll still score points. That that's a little crappy, but otherwise I, I zero strong stance on this. You know, yeah. like, let it let it roll over just because it makes life a little easier that I only have to like uncheck one and check another person instead of checking 10 people. Right. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. All right. So w with that being said, then, I mean, I think these two go hand in hand requiring a full lineup. Well, real quick, did, did you have any strong feelings on that? Like, Not really. I mean, uh, like you said, I, I, you know, I, I, I do like the fact that, um, you know, if, if you don't have your lineup rollover, it does require everybody in your league to, to check in at least long enough to set their lineups while they're there. They're probably going to see a trade proposal in their yeah. inbox and maybe yep. they'll address it. You know, so I, I, I like that part. It also does help you weed out the, the people who aren't going to be, you know, active at least on a weekly basis so that, you know, mm -hmm. you know, the, where, where you need to make some moves. But at the end of the day, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily, um, you know, the, the, the you don't necessarily want to just set a trap like that shouldn't be what we're trying to do. Yeah. So um, it, it, at the end of the day, we want everybody scoring points every week with a chance to actually win their matchup. Yeah. So that's what we're going for. Um, so I would I, I think I would do uh, rollovers um, last thing. And I know we've we're really up against it here, but just requiring a full lineup, um, you know, so. And that's part of it. If you're going to have lineups roll over, sometimes you're going to have people, you know, leave in a player who, you know, maybe they're a game time decision. Um, it, there's a, there's also some strategy to this. And this is the, you know, those weird leagues that still have defenses where they can potentially score negative points. Yeah. You know, um, we've seen the strategy of, you know, you're, you're winning your championship your opponent doesn't have anybody left. You're down to just your defense. You're up by just a couple points. So if your defense gets you negative points unless you pull them out of your lineup. Do you have an issue with with that uh, with that strategy, or do you re require a full lineup? Um, I never really thought. Do I? Yeah. We might have to save that one for next week when we can devote a little more time. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot that comes into it. I have absolutely nothing wrong with the situation you were just saying. Mm -hmm. Like 
if you want to pull a guy out because you're up by three, you're up by 1.5 points. And if your running back grabs the ball, fumbles it, and then gets benched for the team for the rest of the game, you lost. Screw that. I'm pulling that guy out. Mm -hmm. You are starting a a bench guy that's never going to play. Like, what's the difference, right? You might as well just let it happen if that's going to happen. So Mm -hmm. I, I really don't have a problem with that. The reason I hate it is because I I made a trade once, like right before the, like on Sunday morning morning, and then forgot to go back and reset my lineup. So I only started like six guys. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you have to go back in and reset your lineup because you traded away starters, that kind of thing. Um, no, I I mean I don't necessarily have strong feelings otherwise. But you're right. We'll get into more of it next time. We'll we'll leave this. Yeah, you bolted it nice. We'll start yeah. with this and then get into the rest. But yeah. Because I, I think that one deserves a little bit more time. Uh, but time is something we do not have today. Yep. Always a pleasure, though, my friend. Always. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, we'll look forward to doing more of these. But for now, let's, uh, let's wrap up this episode and uh, adjourn this meeting of the Superflex City Commissioners. Bye. But you can't